listeners, you're listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Nightmare Junkhead! With Genius McGee and Greg D. I'm Gigi Saul Guerrero from Lucha Gore Productions. Ah! Gore is love, baby. Weaving in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that exclusively reads Sutter Kane. My name is Greg D. And I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we're breaking out our reading glasses and getting literary as we talk to the writer of what will soon become your go-to horror tome. But before we go any further, let me remind you, we are part of the Boom Howdy Podcast Network. Boom Howdy. And you can find all of our episodes at BoomHowdy.com, or if you're like me and you like to listen to us on the go, simply search for Nightmare Junket in your iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud apps. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your book hole. And don't forget, you can find us on Facebook as well to keep up with all of our horrific shenanigans. Mm -hmm. And speaking of horrific shenanigans, this is a (coughs) reminder that on Tuesday, April 19th, you guys. One, two, he's coming for you. Darn right. At the Alamo Drafthouse, guys, it's our 35mm screening of A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. Dream Warriors! As part of the horror show series that we are programming. And we did get confirmation that it is the uh, NC-17 cut. The fabled director's cut, the yeah. X-rated cut, what have you. You've heard about it, you know, mm-hmm. in the in whispers. But you guys, we've got that one. On 35 millimeters, it's going to be glorious. I almost feel like Janine and Ghostbusters. Like, <laughs> we've got! <laughs> just so excited for this one so yeah you make sure to come and check that out and then we will then be also announcing the movie of the month for may as well mm-hmm. yes so there's gonna be a lot of good stuff going on mm-hmm. well speaking of good stuff going on you guys you are here because you know who our guest is he is a contributor to birthmoviesdeath.com and his column colin's crypt is a fan it's just really great gateway to your old favorite horror films as in a few of you you probably have missed because he covers everything uh his new book a horror movie a day is now available in paperback form for you to order. Guys, welcome to the podcast for the first time, Mr. Brian Collins. Yo. Yo. How are you, man? I'm all right. All right. Good, good. Well, thanks for taking the time to talk with us. Um, before we kind of get into everything, I uh, want to make sure that you have, let, let our listeners know where can they find you out on the social media. Um, uh, Twitter is uh, at Brian W. Collins, and that's Brian with an I, as in Indiana. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, that's about it. I mean, I'm on Instagram, but it's like usually just like pictures of my kid or no. <laughs> factory DVD, so it's not really. That's okay. I'm. I'm I, think I think it's the same day that you're really excited about seeing pictures of my kid, but <laughs> you never know with the way the internet is. Unfortunately, you know, you yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, there's some <laughs> hey, there's some normals out there, and there's some weirdos, but uh, yeah. Well, I, that's why I don't like. I don't take any like randoms on my Facebook. I'm like, I need one that's just for like people I actually know. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like I just it, it just feels weird. I don't know. There needs to be some sanctuary. Yeah, you know, there's no, no. Come on now. Don't you want everyone to know what you're doing at every minute of the day now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a horror movie right there. Yes, it is. <laughs> so one of the questions we always ask people that are coming on the show is, um, what was your kind of your your gateway to the horror genre? Um, if you have kind of like your crime alley origin story, you know, what was that gave you the taste of the horror genre? 
know, it's funny is that, I mean, it obviously wasn't the first horror movie I saw, but it was one of them, and it was the first one I owned was actually Dream Warriors. <gasps> really? Nice, uh, yeah, I bought the uh, a used VHS tape for, I think, like five bucks. And uh, that was the first movie I ever actually owned. Like, I wasn't taped off of, you know, HBO or whatever. <laughs> um, it was like an LP, uh, you know, <laughs> shitty uh, VHS Old the, you guys? Am I way older than you? No, I'm. I'll, I'll be. Well, I'll be turning forty in May. Oh, all right, good. All right. Oh and yeah. I, and I'm pushing on that door, but yeah, I, <laughs> that that cover just was with the, the, the he's had his gloves and they're walking on it. Yeah, it's a great cover. You know the horrors of the LP mode, Eric. Oh yeah, no, trust me. Yeah, I <laughs> I have a few kind of like classic VHS LPs, if you will, in terms of uh, you just kept recording over. And it just became, <laughs> yeah, just a huge mess, but you still yeah. loved it regardless. Uh, but let's see. I mean, I, I I always say that the first was probably Poltergeist because I know that the first one I ever saw theatrically was Poltergeist 2. Oh, man, really? And I don't have, like, a vivid memory of either, but I remember <laughs> going to the theater and being like, okay, well, it's Poltergeist 2, and I've seen Poltergeist 1, and I was only six when I really came <sighs> out. Um so, uh, I mean, I had, I can't imagine my mom actually showed me anything else. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe Gremlins too is in there. And I know I saw that early. Um, like the first one I really vividly remember is probably Chainsaw Massacre. Cause I remember, uh, she had went to, I think I was like seven and, um, <laughs> my mom's very liberal. <laughs> oh <laughs> no. <laughs> she watched it with me. Like, so it wasn't just like, Hey, here you go. We'll try <laughs> and I'm like, you know, like, uh, you know, she watched them. She made me come mad during the, you know, the movie. Um, but I vividly remember, like, we watched, we got up as far as the first kill, and it was decided that my friend, my neighbor, could come over and watch, too. <laughs> and so we just had it on pause for a while. We were waiting. I and mean, it was just that shot of, um, what's his name? The guy, uh, is it Kirk or Jerry? I always get the names mixed up. The first guy that died, mm-hmm. like, hearing the door. Oh, God. The oh. door. Like, it was just, like, on pause for, like, ten minutes, just waiting for my friend to come over. And, like, I don't know, that, that, like, for some reason, every time I watch the movie now, like, when that shot comes up, I just get that, like, rush of flashback, like, back to, like, when I was, like, seven and first watching it. I was going to say, that kind of, that's the image that's just burned in your mm-hmm. mind. Was that, did yeah. that give I mean, you... I mean, it wasn't, like, five minutes earlier when, it, you know, the Terry's bringing, like, you know, walking up to the house from under the swing. Mm-hmm. That would be perfectly, you know, well, it's probably still too young. Nine, that would be, like, the best shot to be, you know, frozen off for ten minutes. It's um, the kind of stuff that belongs on the side of a van for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I was, yeah, so I was, like, eight when uh, I started watching the Friday 13th. And I was nine. I saw Halloween four. That was the first time I saw. So you yeah, hit the ground. That, it was all in that area, you know, from like seven to nine. Really, those like getting starting to see like all the big franchises and you know aliens and that yeah. sort of thing on a TV broadcast. <laughs> yeah, you hit the ground running with and that. Then, uh, and then another one's always been burned in. And I guess I was probably six or seven when I first saw it. Was uh, the TV movie called Don't Go to Sleep. Um, I don't know and, if I know that uh, one. Oh man, if you if you if you saw it, you remember it. Okay, I mean, okay. For a TV movie, it's pretty fucked up. It's um, it's a typical. I mean, it's such a Poltergeist family. It's actually the same kid from Poltergeist. It's the son, Robbie. Oh, Robbie. Um, totally like you know Poltergeist feeling style family. Um, where the older daughter dies in a car wreck, and she blames the family and comes back as a ghost and possesses the younger daughter 
and she wipes out the family. Oh, <laughs> daughter. Like, it's like she causes, like, accidents. So, like, uh, Robbie goes off the roof, and um, like, the dad gets, like, electrocuted in the bathtub. I mean, it's just like, what the? Like, it's so grim for a kid. I mean, every, literally, I think you know, the mom lives, and that's it. Everybody just dies. It's just like, Jesus, like, it's a TV movie? Well, I remember, um, was it, uh, Salem's Lot was technically a TV movie, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And that's the one, that's the one that's I remember. That's a nightmare-inducing one, when he, the kid's at the door, you're scratching. Oh, when he's at the window, yeah. forget that. At the window, yeah, that's, uh, that fucked me up for a while. Well, I love the fact that you were able to watch all these films when you were that really kind of impressionable mm-hmm. age, because I think <laughs> Genius yeah, and I mean, My... Yeah, I was like... Kind of too young for some of them, I think. Like I don't, like I, I didn't have enough real world context to really like put anything in perspective. Since um, you... so I'm like, not that I have my own kid. I'm like, he's not gonna like. It's not so much like the content, but I'm just like as a nerd for this stuff, I want to be able to appreciate it. Right. So I'm like, I'm not gonna show him like Psycho when he's like six. Psycho <laughs> will be like, he's boring as shit. You know, but I'm like, you know, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna curate as much as I can and make sure he's getting a proper introduction to the stuff and seeing it like at the right age, you know. Well, it's interesting how that whole parental, you know, perspective comes in. It kind of just changes your oh, view yeah. of everything because you know, you know what's I coming. I never thought twice about like how young I was when I saw this stuff. Like, oh, no, I was like, you know, I mean, he's, only, he's not even two yet. He's turned two next month. Um, but I'm like, yeah, he's just like, fucking just wants to watch his, like, the kids' shows that are all five minutes long, you know? Oh, yeah. How could I possibly show him in what, like, they put under for me, like, in three years, Poltergeist? Like, no way. Oh, God. Like, I'd be lucky if, like, I could, like, bring myself to show him, like, one of the Pixar movies. Well, <laughs> dark, you know? Like, no one much up. Well, we will... <laughs> We've always talked about trying to figure out like a primer on non-horror movies to transition, you know, kids into the kind of the horror yeah. genre. Because some things will just fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like Nightmare for Christmas, like, that's kind of dark. It like, is. Yeah. Monsters are running around kind of eating the kids and stuff. I'm like, I think like Paranorman, I think, might be all right. I think for like a five or six-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that'll be like the worst thing in the world. I'd, I'd have to watch it again. I remember when I saw it, I didn't think like... Oh God, no! You know, like the way I would with Nightmare Before Christmas. We just we just watched uh, the Dark Crystal a couple of uh, oh, yeah. a couple of days ago, and there's some scary dark images in that movie yeah. too. That one triggered a lot of really weird childhood PTSD for me. It was <laughs> by the end of the screening, I was sobbing in a corner. It was really embarrassing. <laughs> so you're really you've been steeped in horror for you know just the longest time. Um, yeah. What was the yeah, origin? Yeah, what was the origin of the book? Um, well, the book was, you know, the, you know, when I started doing the site in, uh, 2007, um, no one was reading it first, but once it got kind of big, it was weird, because, uh, what happened was I posted, I had one of the first reviews of Rob Zombie's Halloween remake up, and, uh, because I was, they had, like, a very select few, like, L.A. horror guys to see it early, you know, hoping mm-hmm. for quotes, which, of course, you know, about do. um, but uh, so I had an early review up, and also uh, Google had pick, uh, you know, Google's uh, a blogger, a blogspot, whatever it was at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, they like once a week they'd be like, "These are the blogs of the week," and you know, it was just random. But they picked mine that same week, so all of a sudden it's like a huge, and people actually start reading it. Uh, and almost from that point on, people are like, "You should do a book!" Like, "Come on, you should do it in a book!" You know, because I was like, "No, oh, I mean, posting every day, it's doing 65 reviews." You know, every year, like, it's not 
worst idea. I just knowing that it would take time to do, like I couldn't just like copy paste into a Word document and print it out and be like, "Is it book?" <laughs> Ta-da. Like, it's gonna like take a lot of work, and like it's gonna be organized, but also like you can read it all for free, man. Like I'm not charging anybody to read the site. Like why would you want a book of stuff you can read for free just to get like in a different font? Um, so like, like I was flattered that people like asked for that book, but I was like, yeah, it's gotta be something different than that. I can't just like reprint reviews. Looks stupid. Um, so once the site wrapped up in 2013. Actually, a time on my hand, well, some time on my hand, uh, to actually like think of like what a book could be. That's when I started like brainstorming, you know, different ideas. And obviously, like, you know, the, the usual sort of ideas, like the 100 best movies I watched or whatever, mm-hmm. or the worst movies and stuff like that. But it was just, uh, like everything is just like, eh, so much. Because that's again for something that's like, I don't say basic, but like. I don't have much of an ego. Like, me, every time I, like, mm-hmm. who, who the fuck am I to say the 100 best horror movies are? Like, you know, like, I'm just going to come up with the same ones like anybody else would anyway. Yeah. You know, so, and then, like, I started thinking, like, obviously, every, almost everything you write on the internet has, like, a talk back. And anytime you get into, like, best or worst, all you get is just <laughs> comments, like, right. dude, you're wrong. Like, this is bullshit. Where's this movie? Where's that movie? How do you say this is good? You know, like, eh. Yeah, like, I don't want this book to aggravate anybody. <laughs> I don't want to be yelled at for whatever I do. Um, so, uh, that's, somehow I just, you know, along the way, train of thought came up with, like, what if I did, you know, in the spirit of a site, like, horror movie a day, like, what if I came up with a year's worth of recommendations? Mm-hmm. And recommendations of movies that they hadn't probably already seen. Yeah, and I, like stress over and over as much as I can. I did not pick 365 best movies I saw. <laughs> not all, they're not all perfect movies. But, you know, some of them I didn't even really like at the time. But the idea is that these are the movies that kind of stuck out because I mean, you watch one every day and reviewing them, yeah, it gets really repetitive. <laughs> you know? Uh, and they'll be, there would be movies where I literally have to shut it off and be like, I don't remember a goddamn thing about that movie. I just watched it. Yeah. Because so, you know, I wasn't like trying to find like everything. I was just like, after a while, I was like kind of running low on options. I'd just be like, eh, whatever I can find on Netflix, here we go. <laughs> um, and so, but I mean, like some of those, some of those movies ended up being really good. So like it wasn't something I could discount. You know what I mean? Like I, that was always a, a, a worthy option. So, uh, Well, it's, oh, so they, uh, so, you know, if a movie stuck out, even if it had problems and still stuck out years later, mm-hmm. like there's, I mean, there's one example is a movie in there called WrestleManiac, uh, which is, uh, uh, with uh, Ray Mysterio, with Ray Mysterio yeah. Sr., right? Yeah. Yeah. And when I, I, you know, like when I was putting a book together, I just kind of like, I literally had to reread the entire site almost. <laughs> and, uh, But, uh, you know, so I was just, like, picking out titles, like, any title that kind of struck mm-hmm. a bell, and if it didn't write a bell, I'd, you know, reread the review and be like, oh, yeah, that movie sucked, and I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I did like that one, okay, put that on the list. Um, and that one, like, I didn't even really think about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, WrestleMania, that was a fun movie, like, I, you know, it's a slasher, I, I love slashers, I know we have a lot of slashers in there, like, that's in there. <laughs> and uh, so I'm writing up the entry, and, like, I'm thinking that that movie was something I'd watched, like, in the last two years, maybe, of the site. 2011, 2012, 
and it turned out it was 2008, but, like, so much of it had, like, retained in my head, and I'm like, that was 2000 movies ago. Like, so, yeah, and yeah, this isn't, like, exactly Halloween in terms of, like, right. the slasher canon. You know, there's something to be said about a movie that can I can remember vivid parts about and specific things about, you know, seven, eight years later. Yeah, something um, sticks. All that crap that I saw in between, you know. So, like, that's just, like, an example, like, these are all the movies that I didn't really need too much of a refresher. Some of my dead. Some of my just like, all right, well, my review, I said, well, I can't remember much about it now. Um, but, you know, well, I'll trust myself here. And, uh, you know, because then I started coming up with the idea of, like, different themed months. So mm-hmm. like, every chapter, um, you know, it's broken up in, you know, years worth of recommendations from January 1st to December 31st. So each month is, like, a different so like January is all Asian horror, yep. February is all slashers, March is killer kid movies, and so on and so forth. So like I get to a point where like all right, I need a couple more ghost movies, you know, <laughs> whatever. And so like then I was like looking through, like all right, I don't remember too much about this one, but I say I liked it, so okay. It sounds like you could have had so many more like surprises coming out and almost some. Oh yeah, I mean I had I think. I think I had like close to 800 or even 900 options. Good Lord. And so, I mean, there could be a second book of this. I don't yeah. know if I would because <laughs> this took forever. Um, but, like, and obviously that wouldn't be as, they wouldn't be the movies that I was, like, as, mm-hmm. you know, excited about. Like, these are 30 lecture slashers. Um, but, you know, I doubt I'd actually do it. But, I mean, I did have, I was actually surprised that I had it because I always think, like, yeah, I watched 25 other movies and, you know, 50 of them are good. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it turned out it was like, you know, one in three was something that I didn't hate myself for watching, you know? Like, <laughs> it's, you know, it's like, I mean, horror fans know that, like, just a lot of averages in this genre compared to others yeah. Yeah. is, you know, pretty low. Like, one in five horror movies might be good. As opposed to like, you know, there aren't too many, like, really shitty westerns, you know? <laughs> 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 when you a western... Like half at least half the time, it's probably pretty good. Which I think I'm gonna take the time, but like car because it's cute to make and cute to sell. You know, yeah. there's just so much crap in it. <laughs> there's a lot of rubbish out there, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's just like, and those have their value too. I mean, if you have like a bunch of friends over and you know, yeah, or whatever, like the, you know, throw it back in the party. There, I'm not gonna tell you to watch those. <laughs> you know? um, but I did pick one. Every month has one bad movie. Uh, as I was just like, well. Probably the problem is this book was kind of not dry, but like <laughs> no, I think I think the reason people like the fight is when I get to those really bad movies and just kind of tear them apart, and it'd be more fun. Um, and uh, so you know, the, the, my first of the book, it didn't have really too many bad movies in it, and I was just like, it's not funny. <laughs> like people like to think it was funny, and like uh, these are all good movies. I don't have really too much funny things. Right. So I'm just like, watch this movie. Watch this movie. Watch this movie. <laughs> Like, oh, I gotta break it up. I'm like, hey, and like, yeah, let's do one bad movie a month. Fine. Like, from telling you 30 good ones, you can watch one bad one. Yeah, and that, that's the good thing about the fans is we all really enjoy what we watch and the horror. Yeah. And even that bad one, you're like, there's going to be fans who are like, this is what I like to see. And we'd love to discuss uh, their favorite horror movies and things like that. So books like this and things like this, that's that's phenomenal for us horror fans. Yeah, what well, going the, back to like what I said about you know people that. You know, they're always arguing with it's like, all right, even if I did, like, the 365 must-see horror movies, you know, 
even at, like Sunday sitting there being like The Shining the movie sucks Halloween <laughs> bullshit you know like, right. like every movie somebody's gonna argue it so mm-hmm. I might as well go with ones that they probably at least haven't seen yet like you might hate it but you know you didn't see it before yeah. <laughs> at least you're checking out something new yeah and that's what I think is yeah, kind of a few there's, there's a few there's like I think I did like one a week or whatever would like be like a slightly better known horror movie not, still nothing is like not like Jaws not The Exorcist yeah like, so no no like classics Orphan is like the most famous movie in the book <laughs> oh wow mm. and the, yeah. even that is kind of a deep cut for some people yeah I mean it was like you know I made like 40 million dollars but it's still like you know it came out in the summer so like 40 million is like a dollar compared to everything else <laughs> something's uh, wrong with Esther <laughs> <laughs> so did you ever at any point have like uh the the jack torrance moment or you know the <laughs> no. the heart the, the heart of darkness journey just in terms of you all know. N- all horror making good something something uh, i mean well i mean the thing is like you know it, it took longer than i thought i mean mm-hmm. working on it since 2013 um uh, probably like, it goes like august of 2013 where i started working on it and i finished it in february of this year so it's like almost exactly two and a half years Damn. Um, and, like, you know, but there would be, like, a month or two where I didn't get to work on it because it was, like, you know, my real, my regular job, uh, birthing these death stuff, you know, then my kid, um, <laughs> uh, my my deep abiding love of, you know, like, not spending all of my time doing <laughs> this sort of stuff. Like, <laughs> really just want to watch a movie just to watch it or, you know, start to play a video game. So, you know, this is something I kind of had to pick like I got time I'll work on it um, but uh, yeah I don't, I don't think I ever like gave up I mean I, I finished the draft and I hated it it just wasn't working I kind of overhauled it in a way that didn't take too much work it's basically um, I don't know if you guys looked at it but like so each each entry is like a paragraph from the original review mm-hmm. and then me like sort of updating it um, you know, like reflecting on it and then talking mm-hmm. about that movie within like that subgenre or like where it stood, like, you know, like the case of Wolf and like, you know, some horror movies, like original horror that come out or something like that, you know, just like using them as like launching points to just talk about more generalized stuff about horror. But sometimes mm-hmm. I just like, you know, just, like whatever, I'm just going to talk about Skyrim because it reminds me of Skyrim. Um, <laughs> little Phil Stroda. <laughs> uh, like that, that, that was the result of that second. The first, it was just like, it was one paragraph update and leading into the excerpt and it just wasn't working and then, so I just the simplest flipping it and having the excerpt first and then using that as my launch point rather than you know like leading into it I was using that to branch out of and I made the book so much better and then like that kind of rejuvenated me and I got excited about it again and got through that second draft a lot quicker Nice. That's actually kind of cool, just in terms of the the behind the green door, if you mm-hmm. will, in terms of the process of that. Um, did yeah. you work with anyone in terms of editing, or was it just this all Brian Collins? Uh, no, I, was, I had actually three editors. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> a the book is fucking gigantic. Uh, <laughs> it, it's one hundred eighty thousand words, which is like you know, long as some Harry Potter's. Um, <laughs> and then. Uh, and Horror also, Potter. Uh, I, I'm not a trained writer, which I'm sure many people that read my stuff can attest. Um, <laughs> so there's certain grammar rules that I'm never gonna like spelling out the numbers. I guess a, you know you're supposed to spell out numbers. That's just never gonna sink into me. I'm always just gonna hit that little two instead of writing T W O. 
so uh, yeah, we had um, uh, Meredith from Birth Movie Death. The the ebook came out from you know Birth Movie Death. Uh, yeah, sort of publishing. Mm-hmm. Thing. They did. Uh, they've done three other books. This is the fourth. Um, Meredith edited. Meredith, Meredith has edited them all, and she's editing this one. But like. She's got enough own shit to do too. You know? Of course, <laughs> of course. Fantastic Crash does the um, the Birthing Death magazine, um, which they do like the um, they do like every couple of months now. They do like a mm-hmm. themed issue. Like the newest one is um, Civil War, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Captain America. Uh, and the last one, but the time that she was doing the book was the big Star Wars one, which I think was the first one they did. Mm-hmm. It was like this giant, the big like, commemorative. You know, commemorative, yeah, like yeah. really, like all these different writers, all this great art, yeah, Mondo style art. Yeah. Um, so it was like, yeah, like I can see, like that's a little more important. <laughs> I can fucking book tell people to watch WrestleMania. So, uh, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, you know, I want to get this shit done, you know, like I want it out, like, and like, uh, so I I found two other editors that would like kind of ease the burden, like kind of split up the chapters. Mm-hmm. So, um, my friend Colleen edited a lot of it, and then also uh, Jay Sanderson, um, who's a screenwriter, uh, a friend of mine, who she, her and her husband, Adam, um, they wrote uh, Mother of Tears and uh, the Toolbox Lines remake and some other stuff. Oh, cool. And I didn't even think of it at the time. <laughs> like, I gave her, I'm like, yeah, hey, edit this. Like, working in chapters. And in one of the chapters, that actually said, I like Toolbox Lines was the only good. Um, so that he had made in like the past 10, 15 years or something and she was like I agree and I wrote one of the other ones <laughs> 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 she wrote they wrote um, god damn I can't think of the name of it now uh, Mortuary is that, is that Toby I think it was that one mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are the fucking odds that the editor would <laughs> that <laughs> <laughs> small world in horror apparently yeah was I talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah literally, I mean, it's just like, I, I'll be writing, and I get distracted, and I come back, and just see, like, a full paragraph, I'm like, yeah, I'm done, and then move on, and it's like, realize, like, I just stopped in mid-sentence, I have no idea what the fuck point I was trying to make. Hell, it sounded like a daunting task for everybody, but a true yeah. labor and of love, you know? I mean, you just, you just about editors, but I'd be very dumb not to mention um, each chapter has uh, an image, like a chapter cover um, by a different artist, pretty much a different artist, a couple of them, couple of them did too. Um, that, uh, the, the guy did a cover, uh, J.D. Sapienza, one of my oldest friends from high school, um, he, uh, he did a cover and he did one of the, I think he did, he did December, I think, 
he finally he, he he does comics and stuff like that, so he knew a lot of artists. Um, and so he booked in a bunch of them. And my friend Jeff, uh, he did one. Uh, Jacopo Tonani, I say his name right. He did um, he did two of them. He where uh, you guys mentioned your screen series. I used to have one in, here in Los Angeles at the New Beverly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, about once a month. Yeah, sometimes it's like every other month. But uh, Jacopo did uh, a lot of the posters that we you know mocked up to like announce the screening. I have so, to actually, I think I've seen a few of those floating around online, and they're phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, he does really cool. I mean, I used to do like these goofy ass like Photoshop things where I just like put my face like over like Shocker or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and he just did like actual art. And, like, I'm, like this, this is really good. Like this is like I thought beyond. Like, I feel I felt like guilty. <laughs> he did an awesome thing for like you know screening that like other people are gonna go to. Um, well, I mean, yeah. I think that speaks to the power of not a, a friendship, but like the horror community yeah. that you know people oh, love yeah. what they love, and right? And they got your back, yeah. 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 yeah so, um, and also, bone a lot of them. So. Oh, whoops. <laughs> that that doesn't hurt either. Um, yeah. Just in terms of you know seeing so uh, so many movies, seeing you know the good, the bad. You know, we talked about the whole VHS experience back in the day when you would just you know judge things based on the cover so you had to sift through a lot of stuff did that bring any kind of memories back from that age at all uh occasionally i mean it's hard because like a lot of times it would be especially near the end it would be like you know and uh netflix streaming and like you know <laughs> you're just like looking at horror and being seen and i kind of missed going to a store yeah and mm-hmm. like getting that because i was talking about somebody recently too i really think all the good things with streaming, you know, like Netflix and Amazon Prime, all the good that they have, I think there's a lack of discipline with it. Oh, yeah. Like, if you went to the video store and you rented a movie, and you, you know, especially on tape, it was like, you fucking, you were going to power through that thing because you had to return it, <laughs> you had to rewind it, you know? It's just like, they paid for, you paid two fifty or whatever it right. was. It was like, you, you were going to, but now it's like streaming, it's like you watch something and like, if it's not the best movie ever in five minutes, you're like, mm-hmm. well, you know, you hit the button, you go back to the menu, and like it's just, I don't know, it's just it's really changing the way that we experience and the way we discover stuff. I think it's not. I don't like it. <laughs> it's <laughs> I mean, it's I not like, earned. I like right. the, the convenience for sure, especially now the kid. Like I don't want to go out to a damn video store. <laughs> um, but but there's... I miss that discipline. The feeling of like. Well, I rented this. I'm not liking it, but but goddamn it, I paid for it. So I will finish it. Darn right, right. yeah. You know? I don't have anything else to watch that I haven't seen yet. And you know, it's just like you have all these things at your disposal. Yeah. Um, and then you know, just, yeah, but like that, and the, and the color art too. You know, it's just like you know, it's just all the same shitty Photoshop stuff. Um, no. Because why bother making a better one if no one's going to see it beyond a little thumbnail anyway? Right. And then it's like you almost have to make it like just that, you know, the girl being dragged away in the woods or something that gets mm-hmm. the eye kind of gravitated toward it, which, you know, those older ones, as great as they are, I don't think would stick out. Like Halloween Not- 2, I think, is like one of those, like, that's a really cool poster, the, you know, the skull and the, the pumpkin kind of velvet together thing. But if that's a little thumbnail, are you going to really stick that out? Is that going to, like, pop out of you? Probably right. not. It's, like, half black. Even Halloween <laughs> one, one might not really, you know? It's like, there's not enough color. Oh, yeah. There's not enough. 
you wouldn't Jumping see the stuff. yeah you wouldn't see but, the face and the actual fist on the original mm-hmm. poster yeah, you yeah. know just the little so things like that like that that art that you know that style and which we loved growing up is like it just doesn't really apply as much anymore i mean even even if you go to like best buy or whatever you know like mm-hmm. film movies like the horror section is so small and it's just the stuff you know about it's like the last year or two of major releases and then you know the same five or ten movies that everybody owns already anyway people mm-hmm. did probably halloween and you know shining and all that stuff you know, you're not gonna find a horror movie that's behind like, Ooh, what's this all right you know Sight yeah. unseen. You don't really have video stores to watch anymore. Yeah, I was about to ask, what's a video store? All right. That's... No, yeah. but uh, I mean, I actually lucked out. There was one of the last blockbusters um, right near my house. Yeah. Here in LA. Um, How much did that contribute there, to the? They were there until the bitter end, and like I'd go in and because I had a blockbuster, they because they had their own like Netflix like disgruntled. You know, they send you an envelope. And, mm-hmm. Um, mail back sort of thing but you could unlike Netflix you could return the envelope at the store and get a physical movie there yeah so that was a big help in the first couple of years before Instant really took off because like, you know I had, like the whole horror section was full of one because like it, most people I hadn't watched every single horror movie that came out in the past like 5-10 years um, you know I had plenty of stuff to watch even if it wasn't all great yeah, it was Netflix the store, and like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like you said, you got to power through it, and it, whether good, bad, or indifferent, this is the movie I'm going to watch, and you had to make a commitment, and like you said, now people are like looking at the first five minutes, oh, this kind of sucks. Now, do you think that's kind of a detriment to some of the n- other horror movies that are maybe a slower burn? And yeah, that's definitely, yeah, and that's why you they much don't... harder to get anybody's attention, and they're not going theatrical. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if they do, it's like in like two theaters. You know, there's that. Um, the invitation right now, oh, right? Yeah. It's like everybody's in love with, and it's like, yeah, I want to see it in a theater, but it's playing in one theater, and that's in LA, which means it's not playing anywhere in, you know, Nebraska or the fuck, you know. And um, in, in many ways, then the people then have to go out, and it's streaming video on demand. It's great, but yeah, it really doesn't yeah, have the but, chance to. You don't yeah, get that the shared thing, theater yeah, experience. Same thing that you, know, you get that same thing. Where it's like, all right, well, it's so easy if this isn't completely grabbing me. Yeah. You know, maybe VOD because you're actually paying a little more for it, but then you know, your cell phone's right there. <laughs> but and, then, and your your Xbox collection is probably within sight of your TV. You know, <laughs> you gotta start looking. I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm fucking, I haven't finished Grand Theft Auto Five yet. You know, I just, I think it's so hard at home. No matter how I mean, I love the shit, but even for me, it's so hard to give a movie my undivided attention at home. Yeah. And I think that when you get to those kind of movies that are a little slower, you know, that well, it's just... It's, it's a time and a place. It's right. so hard to give it, you know, what it what it deserves. I mean, it, it, it's my, I mean, I'm kind of fucked up with babies. But, <laughs> um, you know, the only time I, I have a house to myself is if I go to work late, I bring, you know, I bring it to daycare, like, you know, and I go into work at noon, and I let that little two and a half, three hour window in the morning, but like, I don't watch a horror movie at 10 a.m., the sun coming through. I mean, I want to hush so bad because I love Mike Flanagan's other stuff that like, everything I read on hush, it's like, turn the lights down, watch it, you know, the volume pumped. I'm like, well, how am I going to be able to do that? I'm like, you know, I, mean, I can only do that in a movie theater. Exactly. Theatrically. 
Yeah, we we've, we've kind of lamented the loss of the theater experience anymore, and that's why we have our we have the Alamo Draft House here in Kansas City, where we're based, um, and we're lucky yeah. enough to host a lot of screenings out there. And it's just fun to see films with uh, with people, just mm-hmm. a shared experience that you don't get at home. Yeah. And it's it's tough to get people out there, you know, to actually get them because everything's so disposable anymore. And like you right. mentioned, I like how you mentioned there's just a lack of discipline because you know back in the day you had to really invest your time, you had right. to know people, you know, <laughs> there was there, there was its own language. So yeah, I'd, it's interesting to see how things are going with that. Um, one of the things I also wanted to talk about, and I and I assume you don't talk about this in the book, but the um, I know you're kind of one of the people responsible, maybe not for the initial resurgence, but the critical reevaluation that Halloween three has kind of received. All right. Because I know, awesome, But you know, just the whole. I wanted to kind of talk about that really quickly because um, I know you hosted that screening with uh, Tommy Lee Wallace there, right? Yeah. How was that? That was awesome. It was. I'm awesome. happy to do that. Yeah. Did, you know, because Tommy's like, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't sit there and like refresh the IMDb and stuff. He didn't. He really had no idea that people had finally like really come around to the movie. Um, okay. So it was so cool to like. That look in his eyes. He's like, oh shit! Like there are people out there. Like and it was like a Saturday night. It was like the night before Halloween, or like you know, it was like Halloween weekend. You know, like whenever Halloween actually was. Like that was a Saturday night. Everybody's gonna throw their parties, right? Um, and so like they had a theater. You know, it wasn't sold out, but it was pretty full. Yeah. Um, of people to see his movie. Like you could tell it just like it meant the world to him. I was so happy. I, I mean, I would have been happy just to be sitting in the audience, but. <laughs> seen it on the Blu-ray. I was like, I made a man because I was a hater when I was a kid. Was oh, I think we all yeah, were. yeah. And I was saying, you know, oh, let's make a man bullshit. Exactly. Um, and yeah, then... I think it was in college when I started coming around to it. I was just like, it's actually kind of cool movie. <laughs> right? Still, it wasn't like I mean, it, it was one of those movies that really grew on me. Like it, it just like every time I'd watch it, it would get a little better. Um, and it didn't hurt that like it was like alright who's Michael Myers and you see Halloween Resurrection you're like oh good Michael Myers isn't in this right but like you know to remind myself of that fucking movie um that's <laughs> I, it's funny I do mention this in the book because um I, I posted a uh, um, panel at the Halloween must have been the 30th mm-hmm. anniversary convention that they did in Pasadena um and uh, I did the Halloween three panel, <laughs> and, I was, and I was just like, got up there, and I was just like, I don't want again because it wasn't much to do at the convention besides like it was just like either sit in the panel, sit in the panel room, or go like pay forty dollars for autographs in the other room. Um, <laughs> so like, you know, people think that probably didn't give too much for shit, but I was just like, if you fucking think you'd rather watch Kung, you know, Buster Rhymes, Kung Fu, Michael Myers, get the fuck out of here. I'm <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
wrong tune. Um, <laughs> that, that was what he remembered. Like the guy with the potty mouth. Tom Atkins remembers me. <laughs> you, the, the, the guy can't think of a better word to say. That <laughs> but you're memorable, though. So there's something yeah, to be said. Because yeah, there's a lot of people that swear. Me. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you're memorable for swearing. <laughs> the WrestleManiac. You remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me ask you then really quickly on another Tommy Lee Wallace film uh, and one I think that is uh, due for kind of a critical reevaluation and one we'll never see, I think, unfortunately, on Blu-ray or DVD, but um, Fright Night Part 2. Oh, yeah. I, yeah I, finally, I still haven't actually seen the whole thing. Um, I saw probably at least half of it, maybe a little more, um, at, a, uh, at the New Beverly last year. They did one of those like all-night Marathons, oh, they really? don't announce the titles. Uh-huh. Oh, those and, are good. Uh, I stuck at work, so I didn't get there right for the start, but I think that was like the first movie that they did. Oh. So I came in, I think, like at the end of like the second reel. So I saw enough of it to know that it was like better than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, not as good as the first Oh, no, but, no. But, it's... But, yeah, I think Tommy is a, as a, in a whole, like, he's always delivered. Like, everything he's like, even Vampires too. I think it's pretty good. For yeah. freaking director video. <laughs> Vampires, John Bon Jovi, yeah, right. yeah. I mean, like that on paper, that's like the worst movie ever made. But you watch it, it's actually pretty fun. Like it, he, he knows what he's doing. It's fucked that he's never gotten that sort of. He's always gotten kind of a shaft. Like you know, yeah. Friday Night Two is it barely got released. Oh, because, yeah. You know, some stupid company bullshit, and then you know, Halloween Three obviously didn't get appreciated at the time. Um, yeah, he did it. I think it was probably the thing probably that is, most yeah. people like respected at the time. Um, and he's done something else that I was like, "This is good." Like, what the hell? I can't remember what it is now. Uh, he's just one of those guys that you know. I think us not. Uh, I hate saying us, but you know the true the, the true horror fans. They'll seek him out, right? Because they really respect his work. And man, you know horror fans are the most loyal people on the yeah. planet for the most part. We love what we love, man. Um, so that being said, all that kind of be you know the experience that you've had with the book, um, you know, pro- even promoting it now. Has there been anything in terms of like calling, recalling anything that you're like, oh, I completely forgot about that, or you're like, oh, there's a reason I forgot about that, you know, um, <laughs> anything that's. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the book's so long. I hope I didn't forget anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's just been it's been interesting. Like, I mean, it's definitely it's really interesting rereading the older stuff. Like I said, it wasn't I wasn't like a trained critic or whatever, I never took writing, that's mm-hmm. all, like, I took screenwriting classes in college, but I never took critical writing or anything like that, I just sort of like, kind of fell into it when I started writing for Bloody Disgusting, um, and then, you know, so I was just rereading that older stuff, like, God, you're a fucking dick, grammar's even terrible even by my standards now, <laughs> you know, so it was just like, is you know not, not that I'm a great writer now I think but it's, it's definitely interesting watching me you know get better uh, over the first year or two. Um, you're not complacent. That's good. Right. You know, you're always seeking to improve. Now, yeah. by, by watching these, but yeah. Mo- and, and, but again, I think there was really interesting that like certain movies I'd end up like almost disagreeing with myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I think. I would never recommend anyone else do this. Like, <laughs> not the um, the, and not not because I want to like hang on to like a record or anything. It's <laughs> just um, a daunting just, task. Like, the way because of review every day, I never had time to really process. You know, it's just like mm-hmm. I get the review out so I can clear my head and, and watch the next one and get that review. And it's like the constant 
trailer. I'm like noticing now. I mean, I still, I still update the site like once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and more often than not, when I'm posting a review, it's after a few days of watch, like you know, it's been three or four days since I watched the movie. Uh, I did one today, actually, that, that the movie I just watched yesterday, but it was like a bad stop one group versus a shark movie. I'm like, I don't need to think about this one too much. <laughs> um, but, like, I saw, I don't think I'll end up reviewing it anyway, but I saw High Rise last night, um, the Ben Wheatley, you know, the Ben Wheatley movie. Not that, familiar. Like, if I was to review that and had to do it today, it would be the worst piece of shit in the world. I'm trying to really digest it. I mean, that's a weighty movie. And I'm like, if I had a week, I could probably write something good. Yeah. Um, and so it's been interesting, that sort of difference, like reading those older reviews that are like, you know, for like a movie that I may have seen again. I was just like, I'm not talking about anything that's, like, that's important here. Like, I don't know, because I didn't have really the time to think about it. I was just like writing it. We're getting it. Get it done, get it done, get it done. So mm-hmm. it's like... I don't feel guilty about something. I'm like, yeah, this movie deserves more of my thought process right. before I wrote the review. Um, the Fire of Evil is one, I think. Like that, of oh, dead people. And I put it in the book, the first movie in that chapter, like to sort of make amends. But that was one that was like, that's a movie that kind of grows on you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, when you write the review, like that's, that's you know, etched in stone. It's, that's my say on it, you know, mm-hmm. forever. So it's, it was interesting going back and seeing some of those reviews and I'm like, I feel like I almost feel like I don't even like this movie. I'm like, oh, this movie's great. <laughs> it's great because I thought about it and they start again and like it really kind of, you know, sort of simmered in, you know, in, my, in my head. Well, and then you but probably... Obviously, not, that doesn't apply for every movie. I don't think my review of like Puppet Master 12 will, <laughs> you know, would have changed if I <laughs> right. another week of thought, you know. Uh, but, you know, you never know if you... You know, just based on title and based on, the, you know, when it when it applied the box out or whatever, like you don't know if a movie's going to be something you're going to really chew on, or if it's going to be some you know cheap saw rip off, you know. Yeah, and then you can like it also doing one a day would probably even depending on your mood, and like you're yeah, saying, yeah, oh man, I had a bad day, now I got to watch yeah. this shit movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I said I said all along. I mean, if I. Literally, if I watched every single movie the exact same order, but started a week later, I mean, every hmm. one of those reviews could have been different. Yeah. You know? Now, pulling this list, I'm looking at all these movies together. Has there any been ones that stick out as in like a pleasant surprise? Uh, in the book, or just like in the site as a whole? In the book. Oh, um, something you remember by revisiting some of these? And oh, um, there's a couple. There's one. Um, Movie, I mean, I knew, I remember a lot of the, I watched it again. God damn, I really love this. It's called Sauna. Sauna. Like, you know, like a spa. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a Finnish, Czechoslovakian, <laughs> co production. <laughs> uh, really, uh, what's it? I just saw something recently. I was like, damn, it's kind of like Sauna. Um, shit, that was. <laughs> I never get so bad lately. Death spa. But, uh, that was really good. Um, and then uh, it's funny that I put I put Windchill in the book. Windchill's a funny one because I hated it when I saw it, and I kept thinking about it. I'm like, I don't know if I gave that movie a fair chance. So I watched it again, and I still didn't like love it, but you know I liked it more. Right. And I was just like, and I came down to the book, and like I put Windchill in there, and I'm like, why? And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I should watch it again just see like, if I, like <laughs> maybe if I can watch it like twenty times. I really really like it. 
there's just something about that movie that when I think of the idea, it's um, it's Emily Blunt and I can't remember the kid's name. Uh, he looks like Jesse Eisenberg, but it's not him. Um, <laughs> they're, they're going, they don't really know each other. They're sharing, you know, like a ride share from college to go, I forget, Thanksgiving or Christmas. Um, they're like in the back, back roads of Pennsylvania or whatever, and the car breaks down, and they're stuck in their car. And then they start seeing, like, freaky ghosts and shit like that. Huh. And, like, everything about the movie sounds perfect. <laughs> but you're watching it, and the problem is Emily Blunt, who's, like, one of the most appealing actresses ever, is really unlikable in the movie. Uh-huh. It's such a hard hurdle to get her at. It's like, like, you're Emily Blunt. I want to be, like, in love with you. We kind of want to smack you with this. Like, you're <laughs> frustratingly mean. Um, and, uh... But like every like even now I'm thinking about like goddamn yeah man windshield but then I'm watching it and I'm like nope nope, nope. <laughs> goddamn windshield so I put it in there almost to like see like what do you guys think like you know what I mean like am mm-hmm. I right is this not as good as it should be or am I just crazy or what but it's kind of funny because the guy that directed it um, is uh, he distracted the uh, Magic Mike sequel Magic Mike XXL <laughs> because mm-hmm. uh, he's like Soderbergh Soderbergh produced windshield. And he's been Soderbergh's, I forget, like, editor or production mm-hmm. designer or something for, like, for ages. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, there's the only two movies he's directed. And I'm just like, I love the idea. Because Magic Mike, <laughs> like, really well received. Because we really like that one. There's um, a me. They, and, their uh, boss uh, breaks like, down. Like, people are like, oh, what else this guy done? Like, I'm watching this, like, you know, like, horror movie. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's, I mean, there's a couple of them that I was just, like, almost felt obligated to kind of put in the book. Um It's daunting. I mean, it just it's just from the journey. It sounds pretty exhausting. But that being said, where can where can we where can our listeners find the book? Uh, you can buy it on um, Amazon, it's right there. You, you can get either the ebook version or the physical one. And I, I'm not saying it's going to make more money on the physical one. <laughs> it's really is designed for physical. I know it's more expensive, and I no problem if you want the ebook. Um, but it's really kind of designed to be kind of like flip through. I'm not trying to crash, but I kind of like dreamed that like it would be like by your toilet. <gasps> like, you just, like, okay, I'm you not. Know, I'm down, not. You kind of flip through like, oh, let's just move. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, it, it goes by day, but like I'm not expecting anybody to sit there and be like, I have to watch this movie today because it's the day right. that you said to watch it. Like, it's not. They're not tied like that, except for on Christmas. I did a Christmas movie, but other than that, there's nothing to do. So like val- um, my bloody Valentine's wouldn't be on Valentine's Day or something. Yeah, like that. no, actually on Valentine's Day I did put um, not my bloody Valentine, but I put Valentine um, with the, uh, Angel. With Angel, yeah, because I think that's an underrated movie. It's not great again, but all I'm saying, well, I'm losing book. I don't think it's a masterpiece. I'm not saying it's better than my bloody Valentine. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm saying give it a shot. It's not terrible. It's a pretty fun little movie. Uh, it's a really well fucking really nice looking it's probably the best looking slasher movie <laughs> that Dean Cundy didn't shoot uh, <laughs> it really looks slick um, and it's you know it's like kind of like the last of that post screen sort of like mini wave of slashers mm-hmm. 
it's about that. And people are just like done with it, you know. It's like I don't think I ever had that fair chance. Um, but I think it's a pretty good little movie. So I put that on Valentine's Day. Um, okay. If you could recommend, if you could recommend a movie right now, right, right off the top of your head that we were going to watch tonight, what would you recommend? Oh, it's always the same. It's always Kathy's Curse. Which one? Kathy's Curse. It's a Kathy's it's a Curse. Post, yeah, it's a Canadian post omen, post exorcist tax shelter movie <laughs> uh, about, a little, about a little girl named Kathy who gets possessed by I think it's her aunt. It's a really confusing plot set up at the beginning. <laughs> where the first line of the movie is, your mother's a bitch. <laughs> it's just like, you have this, like, it's great, because there's, there's on-screen text explaining who the people are, but because the movie's like a public domain, like, budget pack thing, you'll never find a better version of it right now. Nice. Um, like, some of the text you can't even see gets cropped. Oh, God. <laughs> like, this, is the, this is the text that's describing the plot to us, and you can't really read it all. Um, <laughs> But, uh, so, like, it's just like a guy and his daughter, and like, your mother's a bitch, and then they go in the car, and they instantly, like, crash and burn. And, <laughs> and then the, the little girl, I guess, possesses her niece 30 years later or whatever, um, and, she, you know, she does the usual sort of exorcist rip-off shit. It's, I mean, it's, it, it, obviously, it's, in the technical sense, it's a fucking terrible movie, but it is my favorite, like, discovery from the entire time nice. I did the site it was just like such a magically crass movie with so many strange like editing problems and <laughs> just like everything and I really I really really love Killer Kid movies I just, there's something about them that just has always been like super like appealing to me <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was the, every single time I was like Kathy Scars Kathy Scars I, I, I finally got to see it on 35mm that last year, I think it was the year before, and it was like the happiest moment of my life. I was so excited. <laughs> the only person that would be in there was me. The guy that programmed it was Phil Blankenship, who did um, He was the guy that introduced me and got me doing those screens at New Beverly. Um, he, uh, he was co-hosting. He basically like did it for me. He's like, here you go. Oh, that's... <laughs> like, finally get to Kathy's curse. That's cool, man. I get to read that's... all that text at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, now it makes like sense. A, as far as like a real movie, um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, well, I mean, the first the first movie in every month is one that I'm like really, well, Kathy's curse is one of them, but other than that, I think the first movie of the month is something that's like really solid. You really should watch like to be a better horror fan. Um, oh. So, depending on the chapter, uh, like, the Flash of is a movie called The Cold Prey, which is a, um, a Norwegian, Norwegian, a Swedish, one of those, uh, I'm not being racist, I'm just having a really bad memory. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's a total, straight up, like, early 80s style slasher. It's not tongue in cheek, it's not doing the screen thing, it's not trying to, like, you know, uh, rewrite the rules and deconstruct a slasher movie it's just a straight up slasher movie it's really freaking good Cold Press? Uh, and then Cold Prey P-R-E-Y okay two words uh, there's a sequel too uh, that's totally like the Halloween 2 route it's like picks up right where the first one left off and the killer gets brought to the hospital and he gets up and stuff like that and that's really good too um, and then uh, just think oh uh, for uh, June's month is like Monster and Predator movies, like Killer Animal movies. Um, 
and the first one's a movie called Of Unknown Origin, which is uh, Peter Weller, and uh, it's directed by George Cosmatos. Well, the guy did, like, Cobra. Yeah, and, um, yeah. Tombstone uh-huh. and stuff. Like, yeah, so it's, uh, it's, it's sort of a post-Jaws thing, but it's just Peter Weller and his really well-to-do New York brownstone and a giant rat. The rat, yes! Oh, oh yes! Like monster giant rat. But no, like, but it's a big, a big giant... Rat. Yes, yes, yeah. no, that, no, that movie it's fucked so me good. up. That me you know I know exactly what movie that movie fucked yeah. me up. Um, and that was one I discovered. Like I had no idea what it was. I, I think I rented it through the, the online mental disc service. You know, so just be like, oh, if you like this, you might like this. And I'd always just do everything up. I didn't care. I was like, I need everything. Um, <laughs> Down the so rabbit I hole. I had no idea what I was getting, and so I just put it in one night. I'm like, what? This is all good. Mm. Why is that? It's like, movie. Yeah, no, it, yeah, that's uh, not a that's a cool one because it's such a deep cut. But yeah. it just and the be, the best part of hearing this stuff is I'll be honest is hearing your enthusiasm when talking about it. You know, because I'm writing down all these like okay, Kathy Curse, Cold Prey, Sauna, and that in itself I think is a is a credit to what you what you did with this whole thing. Yeah, because yeah. we we all have our favorites that we enjoy, but man, it's when you get to have those experiences when you when you see something just that charming and exciting the first time and that moment you get, it's nice, man. And so I'm hoping that more people will be able to do that with this book. Um, Again, I'm, and I I, I need to touch back what you said. You talked about, you're kind of hoping it would be a bathroom reader. I'm not joking, man. That was my first idea with it. I'm like, I can't wait to just sit on the toilet and just tear through that thing, man. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Let's read this. It just sucks that the book's so big. It's like, I put it on my toilet. I'm like, it's like so magazine size the thick of the book like it's gonna be one of the I'll put it on my legs they'll go numb and then someone's gonna have to pull me off Lethal Weapon 2 style so (laughs) no but um, get through the whole book by the time (laughs) (laughs) that's why I bought a uh, cast iron tub just in case (laughs) the South African terrorists go after me man Um, well Brian thank you so much for taking the time to come on and talk to us about this this has been great Um, again where can they find where can our listeners find you on the social media uh, it's just Brian W. Collins at Twitter. Perfect, perfect. And, you uh, guys. Yeah, the writing is the site's still up at harmoviaday.com, uh, and, and I do a weekly column at uh, Birth Movies Death called Collins Crypt. But I throw in some other stuff every now and then, too. It's, and, no, and I'm, uh, I'm a reader, man. Book, it's... I just want to play. This will go up. This is going up, like, before the 30th, right? Oh, yeah. This will actually be going up tomorrow. <laughs> oh, tomorrow. You got a quick question. I, I used to do, like, a commentary like sort of thing it took me months um they uh there's, there's gonna be a signing in Ooh. LA uh for the book at Dark Delicacies Ooh. um but if you'd like a signed copy you can order one through the website and I'll sign I'll be signing them that day and they'll be shipping them out to you nice they actually give a shit about my autograph I don't know why they would but oh, yeah on. you can buy it on Amazon or uh Create Space the link's both on um and we'll actually put the link in uh, the episode as well. Okay. All right, yeah, man. Create Space is the actual publisher, so you can buy it directly from them, and I get a little more. Ah. Yeah, okay. Nice. Just... Oh, no, well, no, it's, it's all about, you know, horror fans. They'll right. go the extra mile on mm-hmm. that, so they'll make sure, you know, they get you taken care of, man. Well, again, thank you for taking the time to talk with us. Um, Genius, anything else here? No, I'm, I'm ready to go watch some more horror movies. I know, man. We got our we got our little recommendations yeah, here, guys. We <laughs> well, until next week, gang. This is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee, and we'll see you in your dreams. <laughs> <laughs>